Hello, welcome to another edition of Spinning Singles. I'm Todd. It's a beautiful Sunday morning in July here, rather hot. We'll get started with um, July of 1980. So we're going back quite a few years, and these are the songs that uh, charted on the Billboard Top 40, and then some additional ones that I like to talk about that mean some more to me that hit the Hot 100. So the first song we'll talk about uh, the week of July 5th, 1980. The highest debut that week came in at number 29. It was a movie song, and a very, very popular movie, and it's the second installment of Star Wars. From The Empire Strikes Back, it's the theme to the movie by Miko, who was doing a lot of themes at that time. It's on the RSO label, and it's, um, it's a medley of Darth Vader's theme and Yoda's theme. And um, it would go on to number 18, which wasn't bad for that type of song. And I love instrumentals. It was great to chart, very upbeat. And it's got some value to it because it's associated with Star Wars. So a good clean copy is probably 5 to 10 bucks. Uh, no picture sleeve, though. And that's The Empire Strikes Back by Miko. And you do hear that occasionally, not too often on the radio anymore. Next song to come in that week, it actually debuted in the Hot 100 at number 33, which was pretty good, and it was a band that had been around a long time, the Rolling Stones, and it was their single Emotional Rescue, which came in um, that week, and it was also the title track to their album. It would go to number three, which was a huge hit for them, and it was kind of a mid-tempo, kind of shuffling song, and it did have a picture sleeve, and the picture sleeve is probably one of their more common ones to find. It's got Emotional Rescue on the front, and then it's got Down in the Hole, which was a B-side, and a picture of the group on the backside. Rolling Stones always have some value. And I remember hearing that song when I was in school, and it was all over the radio, and it was a big hit, and that's Emotional Rescue by the Rolling Stones. Um, next song to come in, it looks like we got a lot of really popular songs in a row. This one came in at 34, up from 53. It was a ballad, but it was a really, really nice ballad. And it was by Christopher Cross. It was his follow-up to Rod Like the Wind. It's called Sailing. And it would go to number one for one week. And it was very, very popular on the Warner Brothers label. And the thing about this song is I can hear it, and it takes me right back to that summer that I spent um, in Bethany Beach, Delaware, at the Sea Colony condos because my uncle had a place there. We'd go down and visit all the time. And I remember hearing that song on the radio all the time when I was down there. And it was a perfect beach song, Sailing for um, Bethany Beach in Delaware. Great, great song. Every time I hear it, I have to smile because it just takes me right back to, to the beach that time. So that's Sailing and Christopher Cross. Hear it a lot on AC stations still, and it's actually not a valuable 45. No picture sleeve with that one. Uh, next song I'm going to talk about. Came in at 35 that week, up from 50, and it was a big jump. And it was kind of a surprise, because this uh, was from Pete Townsend, and he was from the rock group The Who, and they'd always put out rather hard rock music. But this was a solo effort called Let My Love Open the Door. Very um, upbeat and poppy sounding. Great record on the Atco label. And it would go to number nine, so it was probably his biggest solo top 40 hit in the U.S., and a great, great song, uh, one of my favorites of the year. It did go to number one on my countdown. Um, all I can say about it, if you've never heard it, it's a great song that's been used in movies, very upbeat. And um, as far as value goes, it's not a valuable 45 because it was such a big hit. 
It did not have a picture sleeve. It's from his album, Empty Glass. And uh, that's Let My Love Open the Door by Pete Townsend. Next song to come in that week was at number 38, and it moved up from 44. It was from the rock group Journey, who, believe it or not, just released a brand new uh, album last week. And I was listening to some of the tracks, and it sounds like Vintage Journey. I mean, it's great. It sounds good. Fortunately, it's probably not going to get the airplay like they did back then. But the song that was back at number 38 in 1980 was called Walks Like a Lady. And it was on their Columbia label without a picture sleeve. And it was from their album Departure. And uh, it was a good song. It wasn't a huge hit. It made it to number 32. That's as high as it got. And you don't hear it a lot on the radio when you think of Journey. This isn't one of the songs that they normally play. It should have probably gone higher because it's a good song by them. And again, not a valuable 45, no picture sleeve, Walks Like a Lady by Journey. And the last song I'm going to talk about that just snuck in the top 40, because um, that's as high as it got, came in at 40 and stayed at 40, was by Alice Cooper. And again, he is known for his hard rock stuff, and this song was kind of new wave-ish sounding. I'd never heard him sound like this before. It was called Clones, and it had a picture sleeve, and it shows him on the front, um, I don't know, just sitting there with a, with like a, um, a fence behind him and the picture sleeves black and right. And the album's called flush the fashion. And it's very, very new wave ish 1980 sounding. And I never heard it before. Really didn't hear it on the radio. It just made it to number 40 and then fell off. And, you know, Alice Cooper does have some value. The picture sleeve is kind of hard to find. I've only seen it a couple times. So the sleeve is probably, Worth more than the record. The sleeve's probably a $5 um, sleeve, and the, and the record's probably a $3 sleeve. And that's Clones by Alice Cooper, which moves us on to the next week in July of 1980, and that's July 12th. Um, and a lot of these songs, I remember uh, that summer, I also worked at my uncle's warehouse. He was producing board games, and I was down there a lot with my cousins, David and Michael, and my sisters. And uh, friends that I had at the time, Joe, Frank, and Steve. And um, a lot of these songs I just remember hearing on the radio. We'd have the radio on all day while we were making these board games. And these songs just bring me right back to that. It was a little warehouse-type place down in Rockville. And we'd go down there and make games on the weekends. And sometimes during the week, I guess, because it was summer because I was out of school. But first song to come in. That week at number th uh, 35 was by an artist that hadn't charted before, and it was Allie Thompson, and it was called Take a Little Rhythm, very upbeat pop song. Got a lot of airplay in this area. Made it to number 15. It's on the A&M label. He's related to a person in Super Tramp. I'm not exactly sure which one, but um, I believe he's from Australia, but this was his only top 40 hit in the U.S., and used to hear it a lot back then, but don't hear it much anymore. And that's Take a Little Rhythm by Allie Thompson. No picture sleeve and about a 2 to $3 record. Uh, next song to come in was um, by a one-hit wonder artist, uh, as far as Top 40 goes. It was by Benny Mardonis, and it was called Into the Night. And they played that a lot on the radio. Heard it a lot. It's on Polydor. Came in at 36 and went to a number 11, so it was a pretty big hit. Kind of a mid-tempo, soulful-sounding record, and it was so popular that they re-released it in later, much later, about 10 years later, and we'll talk about that when we get to it. But this was 
This was the first time around for this song and um, was by Benny Mardonis and Into the Night and not a particular valuable 45, no picture sleeve on the red Polydor label with the red Polydor sleeve. Uh, next song to come in right behind it at number 37, jumping up to 59, was another top 40 hit from the Commodores. And it was called Old Fashioned Love. And Lionel Richie was still singing with him at that point. It's on Motown. It would go to number 20. Um, kind of a mid-tempo song. Not one you hear much on the radio. Didn't do a whole lot. I didn't hear it much on the radio at all. Um, it's an okay song. Not a lot to say about it. And that's the Commodore's Old Fashioned Love. Not a, not a valuable 45 at all. Uh, next song to come in at number 38 was by a group called Oak. And I'd never heard of them either. And actually, it was by Rick Panetta and Oak. It's on the title. It's called King of the Hill. And it was kind of a mid-tempo pop song. It came in at 38, would only go to number 36, and wasn't on for very long. Another song I did not, I don't think I heard it on the radio at all. I don't, I'm not sure how it made it on the national charts. But again, some of the songs that made it on the national charts were not played around here at that time. So this one was one of them. Um, probably his easiest 45 to find. A lot of the Oak 45s are kind of hard. But this is a Mercury uh, release with the blue sleeve and the building label, and it's probably worth 4 or $5, and that's King of the Hill by Rick Panetta and Oak. Next song to come in at 39 was by Boz Skaggs, and this song I remember a lot. It's from his album Middleman. It's called JoJo. Heard it a lot on the radio. It's one of those songs that we played a lot when we were making those board games. Kind of a mid-tempo song, uh, kind of, uh, you know, hear it a lot on the radio still, especially on AC stations and Yacht Rock stations. Came in at 39, went to 17, which was a pretty big hit for him. It's on the Columbia label and no picture sleeve. Probably about a 2 to $3 record. And the last song to debut that week at number 40 was another song by the Dirt Band. And of course, they used to be the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. And at that time, they changed, they dropped that part and just were called the Dirt Band. They would later pick up the nitty-gritty again in a couple years. But this particular song, like the song before it had Linda Ronstadt on it, this song had Nicolette Larson on it. It's called Make a Little Magic. It's on the UA label. Came in at 40 and went to number 25. So it was their follow-up to An American Dream, and it's from the album Make a Little Magic, and that's the Dirt Band. And I understand they're still performing. In fact, I heard one of my friends was saying they're still performing down in the either the Annapolis or Northern Virginia area, which is great to see them still out there after all these years. A couple songs that came in that week on the Hot 100 I want to talk about that um, are really good as far as I'm concerned. Number 83 that came in was by the Jay Giles Band, Just Can't Wait. Very upbeat, kind of cool song by them. It only made it to 78 nationally. It's on the EMI label. And the reason I hear this song every once in a while, I hear it on the Underground Garage, which is on Sirius XM, and it's a great song. It's from their album, Love Stinks. And um, highly recommend it if you've never heard it. And that's the Jay Giles Band, Just Can't Wait. Last song I'm going to talk about that came in that week at the Hot 100. Came in at 89, and that's as high as it got. And then it fell off. It's a song by ZZ Top called Cheap Sunglasses. Kind of a rocking song, a great song to play when you're out driving down the highway. Um, should have gotten a lot higher on the national charts, but it did make it in for a couple weeks. Was lucky enough to see them at the Frederick Fair last year, ZZ Top, and most of the band was intact, and they sounded great. So 
ZZ Top does have some value. Uh, I'd say it's about a $4 record, no picture sleeve. That brings us to July 19th, um, that week in 1980, which is actually, I believe it's this week, back in 1980. And that would be uh, 42 years ago, if you can believe it. Wow. So the song that came in that week at number 38 was the highest one that week, and it was one of my favorite singers. We've talked about her before, Linda Ronstadt. She's awesome. Great voice. This is a song, probably my one of my favorites by her. It was a cover version of I Can't Let Go. And um, the version by Evie Sands on Blue Cat is number one on my want list right now. It's a great version. I haven't been able to find that 45. Um, it was also done by several other artists. D.D. Uh, Warwick did it. But this song's by Linda Ronstadt's off her Mad Love album. It came in at 38, went to 31, should have gone a lot higher. And um, on the Asylum label with no picture sleeve and not a valuable 45 2 to $3. So from Linda Ronstadt, we moved to Air Supply. And I've talked about Air Supply before. Not one of my favorite bands. Kind of too mellow for me. But this song was All Out of Love. It came in at 39, made it to number two. It was a huge hit. Um, it's on the Arista label, and Air Supply does not bring a lot of money as far as records go. It's got the blue Arista sleeve and no picture sleeve with this, and that's all out of love. Uh, next song that came in that week, another song that just, just creeped into the top 40, made it to number 40, and that's as high as it got. And I had never heard of this band um, until it came in the top 40, because remember, at the time, I was only listening to songs that really charted and wasn't really aware of the Hot 100 per se. I was kind of young and I couldn't uh, couldn't afford a lot. Um, but this one's called Change, and it's called A Lover's Holiday, and it was kind of a disco-type song. On the Warner Brothers RFC label, which is not the usual white label, it's kind of a green label. And the group Change was kind of like a soul disco group, and they had more hits on the soul chart after this, but this was their only top 40. And I'd say it's probably about a $5 record, and it's one that you never hear on the radio. So if you ever find this, is kind of a good song to listen to, but you just never hear it, and that's A Lover's Holiday by Change. And one other song I'm going to talk about that week that hit the top 100, and it's by a group called Poco, and we've talked about them before. They've had hits in the 70s, and they've kind of been a, a mellow to mid-tempo band, and this one was um, a very rocking song for Poco. It was called Under the Gun. And it had a picture sleeve, a black picture sleeve with just under the gun on it. And the reason I know about this song is because they got a lot of airplay around this area for whatever reason. I heard it a lot, thinking it was going to be a big hit. Came in at 86 and only made it to 48 nationally. But it's a good song by them. It's called Under the Gun by Poco. And it does have a picture sleeve, like I said, not a valuable record. Maybe around three or four bucks. Which brings us to the last week in July of 1980. Let me refresh my voice there a second. And another movie song was the highest debut of that week. Coming in at 31, up from 42, was the first top 40 hit by a lady named Irene Cara. And it was the theme to the movie and the TV show Fame. And um, it would go to number four, so it was a big, big hit for her. Very upbeat on the RSO label, very popular. You still hear it every now and then, but back then it was huge fame. About a, uh, I think a performing arts school with a bunch of kids in it was on the TV show. And I remember the TV show, watching it off and on. And that's Irene Cara and fame. 
Next song to come in was definitely a warehouse song, as I call it, making the games. Um, heard it a lot. It was by Jackson Brown by, called Boulevard. It was from his album. Um, let's see. What was the name of that album? You know, I'm not exactly sure. I think it was Hold On, Hold Out. But it did have a picture sleeve, and the picture sleeve's kind of hard to find in good shape. And uh, Boulevard came in at 33 and went to 19, so it was a kind of a rocking song and a uh, very big hit for Jackson Brown. One of his best, I think, and um, on the Asylum label, same as Linda Ronstadt at the time. And the next song to come in was by an artist I had never heard of before either. And turns out he's from Jackson, Mississippi, and his name is Fred Noblock. And um, it, the song was called Why Not Me. Was kind of an unusual song. It kind of reminded me of something maybe Rupert Holmes would have done, but it was a ballad, and uh, it was on the Scotty Brothers label. And I remember getting this 45, and I remember it being off center. So when I played it, it would like wobble and it would sound really weird. And I don't know why, but I could not find a copy that was on center. I think the next two copies I got were off center. So I was like, man, there must have been some printing problems with this one or whatever pressing problems, but. I finally got one that's on center, and it took me a while, but I have it now. And that's Fred Noblock, Why Not Me. Came in at 35, went to 18, which wasn't too bad. And it was probably his biggest, it was his biggest hit on the top 40 for um, the U.S. charge. And not a particularly valuable 45, probably around eh, two or three bucks. Next artist was very well known at the time and uh, still is today, Eric Clapton I'm talking about. And this was a... Um, Kind of an A and B side record, very unusual at the time, but both of these sides got airplay. And when they charted it, they put both sides on like a slash, and it was called Tulsa Time slash Cocaine. And Tulsa Time was a country song, I think done by Don Williams originally, and Eric Clapton did a cover of it. And that's the side you always heard on the radio. I always heard that a lot, especially on Top 40 stations. It's on the RSO label, and the combination of the two songs would go to number 30. It came in at 38. Now, the other side was a live version of Cocaine, which had been released studio-wise back in 1977 on RSO, was not a chart hit. But when they put it on the back of this song, and it was live, it got a lot more airplay. So I was like, wow, that's kind of cool, both sides getting airplay. So I heard Cocaine a lot as well. So both of them made it to number 30, and because it's Eric Clapton, it does have some value. I'd say it's probably about a $5 record. And the next record I'm going to talk about is probably one of my favorites. It is my favorite from this artist, um, and it's called Driving My Life Away by Eddie Rabbit. What a great, great song. Great for driving down the highway. Um, very upbeat. Um, at the time, country was crossing over big time because of the urban cowboy craze. This came in at number 40, would go all the way to number five. It got a lot of airplay. Um, can't say enough about this song. One of my favorites, it's on the Electra album, uh, album single, and that's the Red Label. And actually, this song was from the movie Roadie, which I um, didn't know about, but that's where the song came from. But if you've never heard it, it's a great song, and that's Eddie Rabbit, Driving My Life Away, number one on my countdown for many weeks. And that should bring us up to date on this week's Spinning Singles. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next week, we'll pick up with some August music from 1980. And I will see you then.